Section 36 of Bits About Home Matters by Helen Hunt Jackson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Section 36. Glass Houses. Who would live in one if he could help it? And who wants to throw stones? But who lives in anything else nowadays? And how much better off are they who never threw a stone in their lives than the rude mob who throw them all the time? Really, the proverb might as well be blotted out from our books and dropped from our speech. It has no longer use or meaning. It is becoming a serious problem what shall be done, or rather what can be done, to secure to fastidious people some show and shadow of privacy in their homes. The silly and vulgar passion of people for knowing all about their neighbours' affairs, which is bad enough while it takes shape merely in idle gossip of mouth, is something terrible when it is exalted into a regular market demand of the community, and fed by a regular market supply from all who wish to print what the community will read. We do not know which is worse in this traffic, the buyer or the seller. We think on the whole the buyer. But then he is again a seller, and so there it is, wheel within wheel, cog upon cog, and since all these sellers must earn their bread and butter, the more one searches for a fair point of attacking the evil, the more he is perplexed. The man who prints must print what the people who read will buy. Upon whom, then, shall we lay earnest hands? Clearly upon the last buyer, upon him who reads, but things have come to such a pass already that to point out to the average American that it is vulgar and also unwholesome to devour with greedy delights all sorts of details about his neighbour's business seems as hopeless and useless as to point out to the curry-eater or the whisky-drinker that bad effects of fire and strychnine upon mucous membranes. The diseased palate craves what has made it diseased, craves it more and more and more. In case of stomachs, nature has a few simple inventions of her own for bringing reckless abuses to a standstill, dyspepsia and delirium tremens and so on. But she takes no account, apparently, of the diseased conditions of brains incident to the long use of unwholesome or poisonous intellectual food. Perhaps she never anticipated this class of excesses, and if there were to be a precisely correlative punishment, it is to be feared it would fall more heavily on the least guilty offender. It is not hard to fancy a poor soul who, having been condemned to do reporter's duty for some years, and having been forced to dwell and dilate upon scenes and details which his very soul revolted from mentioning, it is not hard to fancy such a soul visited at last by a species of delirium tremens in which the speeches of men who had spoken the gowns of women who had danced the faces the figures the furniture of celebrities should all be mixed up in a grotesque phantasmagoria of torture before which he should writhe as helplessly and agonizingly as the poor whisky drinker before his snakes but it would be a cruel misplacement of punishment. All the while the true guilty would be placidly sitting down at still further unsavoury banquets, which equally helpless providers were driven to furnish. The evil is all the harder to deal with also, because it is like so many evils, or, perhaps, only a diseased outgrowth from a legitimate and justifiable thing. 
it is our duty to sympathize it is our privilege and pleasure to admire no man lives to himself alone no man can no man ought it is right that we should know about our neighbors all which will help us to help them to be just to them to avoid them if need be in short all we need to know for their or our reasonable and fair advantage it is right also that we should know about men who are or have been great all which can enable us to understand their greatness to profit to imitate to revere all that will help us to remember whatever is worth remembering there is education in this it is experience it is history but how much of what is written printed and read to-day about the men and women of to-day comes under these heads it is unnecessary to do more than ask a question it is still more unnecessary to do more than ask how many of the men and women of to-day whose names have become almost as stereotyped a part of public journals as the very titles of the journals themselves have any claim to such prominence but all these considerations seem insignificant by side of the intrinsic one of the vulgarity of the thing and its impudent ignoring of the most sacred rights of individuals that there are here and there weak fools who like to see their names and most trivial movements chronicled in newspapers cannot be denied but they are few and their silly pleasure is very small in the aggregate compared with the annoyance and pain suffered by sensitive and refined people from these merciless invasions of their privacy no precautions can forestall them no reticence prevent nothing apparently short of dying outright can set one free and even then it is merely leaving the torture behind a harrowing legacy to one's friend for tombs are even less secret than houses memories friendship obligation all are lost sight of in the greed of desire to make an effective sketch a surprising revelation a neat analysis or perhaps an adroit implication of honour to one's self by reason of an old association with greatness private letters and private conversations which may touch living hearts in a thousand sore spots are hawked about as coolly as if they had been old clothes left too long unredeemed in the hands of the pawnbroker dead men tell no tales says the proverb one wishes they could we should miss some spicy contributions to magazine and newspaper literature and a sudden silence would fall upon some loud-mouthed living but we despair of any cure for this evil no ridicule no indignation seems to touch it people must make the best they can of their glass houses and if the stones come too fast take refuge in the cellars end of section thirty six